don't think consumers differentiate between 85 95 and 90 people only differentiate between 0 and 100 at the top there's only room for one right i believe in india 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that i see is not thought through. creating is easy what to create is a million dollar question hi You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. What is an iconic brand? How do brands become iconic? And are all familiar brands iconic? How do iconic brands evolve to stay relevant to their consumers? These are the big four questions answered in this episode peppered with loads of examples from both global and local. Amit Ray, a serial entrepreneur, ex-city banker and now a podcaster himself, questions Vani on what makes brands iconic. Listen on. Vani, you know, we had a conversation before this particular conversation and I know we spent a lot of time trying to figure out one very basic question which is what is an iconic brand so maybe right. that's a good place for us to start for me an iconic brand is one that is in most cases the first brand that you think of when you think of that category so for example if i had to buy a phone for me i would think of a oneplus if i had to buy jewelry i'd think of tanishq if i had to buy functional furniture for my house i'd think of ikea If I if I have to think of a snack, I'd think of either Kurkure or Hardeeram's. Uh, if I had to think of a, a car, I'd buy a Volvo if I could afford one, and so on. So for me, an iconic brand would be one that is the first brand, also the brand that you would that you most love, that is the most top of mind for me would be an iconic brand. The other one would be that in all iconic brands, what is absolutely certain. is that that the brand offers a very consistent consumer experience which means that every time i walk into a starbucks i know exactly what to expect when i buy a volvo car i know exactly what to get i know that it will be in my mind there is no car that is safer than the volvo or if i open the bhujia packet of hardeeram's i know exactly what taste I know what it will look like. I know what it will feel like in my hands. I know exactly what it will taste like. So for me, that's an iconic brand. So a brand that is most likely the first brand that you think of when you think of that category, and a brand that is that is always delivered a consistent consumer experience. So it's a brand that is consistent. It lives up to its promises. Brands don't. These are brands that don't make empty promises. They live up to their promises. There are many brands that we have actually heard of. Horlicks is a major mm-hmm. brand from my childhood, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, are all brands that you know are are familiar? Are they all iconic? Would you say? I think all brands that are familiar are certainly not iconic. First of all, I think Horlicks at one time was certainly an iconic brand, but I think Horlicks has lost the plot. I think Horlicks has failed to reinvent itself. Horlicks has failed to stay relevant in the face of a whole lot of increasing competition, and in the face of the evolving consumer awareness on the various other additives or various other uh, dietary supplements that serve that purpose. 
But Horlicks aside, uh, your question was, does does any familiar brand become iconic? No, any familiar brand is not iconic. For example, Mama Earth is a familiar brand, but that doesn't, it doesn't qualify to be called an iconic brand. An iconic brand is more than a strong brand. It's also more than just a brand that has high awareness. It's more than a brand that is merely familiar. Because an iconic brand usually is a brand that has the ability to stay true to its course, stay true to its promise for a long period of time. In fact, timelessly. So, for example, if you think of Royal Enfield, Royal Enfield is has almost cult-like following. Now, Royal Enfield has not said that, let me suddenly start doing bikes in different colors. Royal Enfield is very clear about the psychographic of the audience it wants to appeal to. And 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 they're happy being exactly that. They're, they don't try and become everything to everyone. So I think a very important point actually is that iconic brands are very sharply defined. They don't try to become everything to every brand, which is in any case a fundamental rule of brand proposition. But, but iconic brands more so have the gumption to stay the course, stay true to their promise. And even if they remain, they find ways of remaining relevant to the evolving consumer culture, but they don't fundamentally change what they stand. I take the Santur example very often. Santur is a very old brand. Now, Santur is an iconic brand. And if you see how Santur has communicated through the times, even how the product has evolved, it is it is the fundamental premise of their brand. What they're fundamentally offering is always and has still been the Haldi Chandan. Now, how that Haldi Chandan is presented, the context of the story changes. The woman who's mistaken to be not a mother, she has evolved with times. This, the situations change, the stories change. But the, the promise of the soap, the functional promise of the soap doesn't change. And it's always presented in the same way. I know exactly what to expect. Also, thinking about the Santur communication exactly is an important point in the fact that these are brands that have built very strong, consistent codes. For example, it will always be about admiration of a woman by a man. It will always be heard mistaken to be uh, not a mummy, a young girl. Oh, mummy. Oh, you're a mummy, really? That hasn't changed. It's always been mummy only. It hasn't become mom. It hasn't even, even that hasn't changed. So there are, the way the product is shown, the Haldi Chandan is shown, all of that has remained the same. I'm not saying that choosing changing mummy to mom is going to, in any way, significantly bring down their iconic stature. But the point over here, the larger point over here, is that iconic brands have consistent codes. I know what to expect. I have a mental picture of the brand when I think of an iconic brand. When I think of Coke, I'm immediately thinking of the shape of the bottle. I'm immediately thinking red. I'm immediately thinking of the fizz from the bottle. So so there are things about iconic brands which... I mean, if you were to do a word cloud on an iconic brand, uh, assuming it's a global brand, even in different parts of the world, you pretty much get the same words. McDonald's is pretty much the same across the world. They may have a few different products, but fundamentally, the brand experience is consistent.
you when you think of starbucks it's always wooden interiors it's always a certain shade of green i know how i'm greeted by the by the staff behind the counter i know they have a certain degree of license if the tomato in my sandwich has gone bad that uh, she would have the authority to change the sandwich i know what the size of the sandwich will be i know i mean there are i know what the ambiance of the place would be like i can almost imagine what the furniture would be like so it's not just about the visual elements actually it's also it's all of the sensorials it's everything the whole brand experience pretty much stays consistent does it mean that this iconic brand has to be the best delivery of the functionality that you're looking for who is to decide what is the best coffee or who is to decide really what is the safest car now there is an engineering angle to it for sure but but i'm saying that that's where the value of a brand comes in value of a brand versus a product you know the thing is that everything we first evaluate emotionally for example i because i love starbucks i will go and have that coffee even though i may not think that coffee is the greatest but there is so much else that makes that brand an iconic brand what the quotes of the brand are you know what the ethos the, the culture of starbucks as a brand is and that's remained consistent for that reason so it's a but like you said should it necessarily be the best chances are that brands we consider iconic because we consider them iconic our brains are usually much attuned to having a more partial view towards the assessment or towards the delivery of that brand even if there is a, another product that actually delivers on the same i mean for example in the world of phones there's this new phone that's been launched nothing if you see the feature by feature comparison this is true actually for phones it's true for most electronics you'd look at a sony tv versus a vu which is an american brand i think or or even the world of cars for example i mean the difference in the features is so minuscule feature by feature if you were to compare you can't really say oh this is decidedly the best no but our brains are attuned to believing iPhone is the best or that let's say a Volvo is the best or that a German car is far is definitely going to drive far better has higher better engineering than any other indian make car for sure it's a german car it's got to be better so so it's and similarly so by the way for whatever we put out in our mouth it's more true for what we put in our mouth you know the fact is that the brain tastes much before the mouth tastes and this has been proven again and again in all blind versus branded test if you were to blind taste two products you might actually pronounce a poorer decision a poorer appraisal for an iconic brand but when you open your eyes and you are seeing what brands then your assessment is different i mean it's true for wines for example isn't it so it's so so the whole idea why do we want to build iconic brands why is it that we look towards creating iconic brands because iconic brands give you pricing power iconic brands help lift the product from mere product features to being uh, assessed for more than product features you're not merely a product then you know you see the thing is that in the yester years for iconic brands it was relatively easier because competition was not as intense but today one could argue that with so 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 much clutter it becomes even more difficult for a brand to stand for a usp to have a differentiating product feature now legal sense not possible to take 2000 years 3000 years to court because we have so so many of these fakes 
<laughs> so how should a brand like kurkure stay relevant is by staying true to what it is don't change the taste don't change the masala don't change the fundamental quality of humor for example for what the brand has been built or the reason why the brand is bigger than the product is because kurkure has always been able to show a mirror to society uh, you know you funny indians with our funny traditional rituals and the funny reasons for why we follow our rituals and they do that without offending anyone so so kurkure is a combination of the kind of innovations we bring to the market so kurkure shouldn't suddenly start saying acha there are there are these young kids who might find that the tikha is too much or if we were to appeal to the older segment who who might find tikha to chalo ek you know ek bland kurkure kar dete hain with a with a lower tikha ya wo launch kar dete no i mean they may have the ability to extend like lays did a lays baked but then lays baked is a very small decimal percentage share it the overall contribution to sales of lays baked to overall lays is very small so so stay true to your core while staying relevant to the changing consumer see any kind of limitation like the hazar imitations of or the hazar imitations of fair and lovely has spawned a whole lot of imitations right so it's as picasso says imitation is the best form of flattery so that one can't help in this country one can't help you can't take it to court so you just live with it you actually you know what do you say i mean you take pride in the fact that i'm worth imitating i must be big if i have if i've spawned as many different imitations then i must be big as a brand is why i is why for example colgate has become a category generic you know aapne colgate kiya yeah surf has become a category generic surf they then surf stands for any detergents become a category yes surf colgate are iconic brands so does it mean that many brands hmm. will be iconic in every category Absolutely, there can be multiple brands in the same category that can be iconic because their different brands are positioned for different audiences. So the audience for a Royal Enfield is very different for Hamara Bajaj. To the guy for whom our Hamara Bajaj is uh, relevant, उसके लिए his top of mind will be Bajaj, and the guy for whom Royal Enfield is relevant, उसके लिए the top of mind will be Royal Enfield. One could well argue Big Bazaar. would also be an iconic brand for certain sections of the society for a certain consumer it may not be iconic for you and me but but it is an icon in fact if you remember we were also discussing there are uh, many brands regional brands that you and i might not even have heard of which are very iconic in that particular area for example we were discussing that paradise biryani in hyderabad it's uh, it's an iconic brand now you and i may not take to that taste it has to be iconic to that target audience i mean for example i remember when i used to work on the talcum powder category way back in 2002 for us one of the big iconic players that we were up against when i was working on far as a young brand manager was this brand called gokul gokul talc in tamil nadu now gokul talc for the users of Gokul Talc in Tamil Nadu. There is cult like following, but I would argue it's this very dirty tin dabba that tin hasn't changed for donkey's years. It's very clunky, you know. It tends it rusts. It's the visuals look very. But for whatever face we might make about that brand, the fact is for the users of that brand, it is iconic. They would buy a Gokul. They would. They, there's no way that a Gokul cons- consumer would buy a far talcum powder, for example. Would the yeah. person So brand is iconic mean that it will be the winning choice. So choice of mama or to a pawn, assuming pawn is considered iconic. 
if both brands are relevant to that consumer then by all means the iconic brand will win this is assuming of course both brands are relevant and both brands are also affordable now i mean uh, for me a volvo is to me the best vehicle i wish i could buy a volvo but i can't afford that car so i settle for for a honda city or for a hyundai creta because that's all i can afford so what i finally buy will be a function of availability affordability but if two brands relevant uh, to the same tg definitely the iconic brand would win i mean if i could afford a volvo the why would i not buy that by by one means i buy that Let, let's take the tata nano right it was mm-hmm. and everybody knows tata nano but i don't think it did particularly well in the market would you say it's iconic like is there some such thing as a negatively iconic brand or is that iconic at all oh i wouldn't i think nano was a failed experiment now there was such a lot of hype around nano so i don't know i wouldn't call that an iconic brand because in fact it is an example of a brand that sort of let you down the ambassador ambassador was an iconic brand i remember i myself had done this piece for an article some journalist had reached out to me on what can ambassador do do to retain its iconic status while still become relevant in the current day and age and and my point of view was at that time ambassador shouldn't lose the fundamental core of what makes it such an enduring car you know don't change the shape don't change the way the seats feel don't change the roominess inside the car don't change the way it looks because that was the enduring appeal of of that era of the ambassador today if i buy the ambassador i will not buy it for great performance i'll not buy it for the fastest mobility or the most sound engineering i'll buy it the ambassador because it brings back memories I mean, it could be a car that replaces everything under the bonnet and make it really smooth, and it could have a German engine. But I'm saying that the the beauty of an ambassador was the fact that, I mean, even if they were to bring a modernized version of an ambassador, but they shouldn't fundamentally lose the DNA of what made that car what it was. The fact that it occupied space on the road, the fact that it moved a certain way, you know, the seats were large. And somehow, in a, when I think of an ambassador, I always think of white towel seats because I don't know why. <laughs> An ambassador always had that white. <laughs> How do you change enough to stay relevant without? losing your meaning or whatever actually yeah, one of the questions i think somebody had even asked me akhil had asked that question you are absolutely right so how do one change enough without becoming somebody who you are not so and that is what creating what we call a brand book is very important you know defining what is the brand what is a brand's proposition what is the psychographic of the audience to who, to that and to which we appeal to like we were discussing for example if adidas is about the shoe for a serious sportsman it's a performance shoe it is for the serious athlete the core of the brand will always stay true to high performance there is a reason why their brand ambassador is messi you know messi is the god of football so how does a brand stay relevant adidas may come with new colors they may come with new fluorescents they may come with the communication that is relevant to the times they will come with innovations in their portfolio which you know which are suited to new age sports etc etc but the core of the brand doesn't change so one is the core of the proposition the reason why iconic brands become iconic is because they have a sharply defined 
brand book which is do they the brand proposition is clear the personality of the brand is very clear the for example a lot of the brands you see these days you can tell when the uh, social media agency has changed on the just looking at the instagram feed you can tell you know from here the instagram the agency has changed and then here again the agency has changed <laughs> <laughs> because of, but you wouldn't say that when I got in brands. So that's because their tone of voice, the way they speak, the way they come across, the personality, how they relate with the consumer, how the consumer feel when you choose that brand. This episode was brought to you by Cherry Peach Plum. Vani and her team of marketers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. <laughs> How badly could you screw up one line? <laughs> okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Barney, the same name as this podcast. 